Some things in life you just don't want to miss. And this episode is one of those things. It's going to be an amazing podcast today. Thank you for hitting play and tuning in. This is the Noteworthy Podcast. I am your host, Nathan French. Let's go. to visit Buckingham Palace, you would see two guards standing out front, possibly four, depending on the presence of the queen at the palace. They would be wearing tall, bare fur hats, red jackets, black pants, and boots. They might even be holding a machine gun. If you were to try to speak to them, they would not speak to you because they're not supposed to move. They're not even supposed to look at you. But if you mess with one of the Queen's guards, they have permission to say, make way for the Queen's guard. And if you mess with them too much, just a quick YouTube video search will show you that the Queen's guard does not mess around with people that try to interfere with the business of the palace. You would also see that they have many rules that they have to abide by. They have tests that they have to complete just to be considered to be one of the Queen's guards. But the reason they take their job so seriously is because what they are guarding is important and it's precious to them. It's royalty. It's the Queen. Today we're going to talk about guarding your reputation And I want to tell you that your reputation is precious. It's a priceless commodity. It's it's worth more than riches, silver, or gold. And you should guard your reputation with everything that you have. I'm excited about today because you, as the listener, are going to sit in with a discussion that I had with my youth group. I am a youth pastor in Jonesboro, which is the south side of Atlanta, and it was part two of a series that I've been doing about guarding your reputation because I believe in these young people, and I know that they have a bright future, and I believe that their reputation and their good name is worth protecting, and we should guard it with everything that we have. You will find that it's a little chaotic, the audio. There's quite a few young people at a round table. Once a month, the last Wednesday night of every month, we have what's called our AIM Youth Breakout Session. And we don't even meet in our youth room. We go to our church's conference room, and we all sit around a big round table. We have donuts, milk, sometimes coffee. And it's the only format where they are allowed to openly ask any questions that they would like while I am teaching. Um, We don't do that on Sunday mornings. It's more of a closed format, meaning that I, I try to teach without interruption because I'm on a limited time frame. But our students love Breakout because it's an open format, and you will hear very quickly how open the format is. It can be very chaotic, but it's one of the highlights of our month and our students' Love it. So grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair to the round table. We're excited.
that you can be a part of the conversation today. And I want to thank the wonderful students of AIM Youth that I have the privilege of serving as their youth pastor. Thanks for being the guest on the Noteworthy Podcast today. Pull up a chair. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Let's go. Did everyone get a donut? Are the donuts gone? Okay. All right. I need you guys to grab your phones or your Bible, pull out your Bible apps or whatever, your iPad, whatever you have. I need somebody to look up. I need one person to look up Proverbs 22 and 1. Okay. I need somebody else to look up Ecclesiastes 7 and 1. Got it. Okay, so who had Proverbs 22 and 1? Okay, Nikita, go ahead. A good name. Everybody say good name. A good name. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor. Oh. Yeah. Rather than silver and gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got that. Yes. Okay, who had... Okay, I'm going to read that one more time. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. gold. Okay, who had, Ecclesi- who had Ecclesiastes 7 and 1? Me. You had it for real? Yes. Okay, go ahead so and read that. The good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Okay, all right. So I'm going to read yes. Romans 14 and 16. You guys ready? Yes. Okay. Let not then your good... Everybody say good. Everybody say good. (laughs) All right. Let not your good be evil spoken of. Okay, so how many was here on Sunday? I know we had a few different people. Okay, so we what did we talk about on Sunday? We talked about a good uh, reputation. Yes, thank you. We talked about guarding your reputation. Do you remember we talked about... Um, the Queen's Guard and Buckingham Palace and how yeah, they, they had fall, all... They got to fall on their face. Right. They had all these rules. <laughs> Why did they have these rules? Why did they take it so seriously? Because what they were guarding was so precious. Yes. Thank you, Levi. Oh, man. You were listening so good. Right. Because what they were guarding was precious. And so they took their job very seriously. So tonight... Um, we all know Breakout is a little bit different because it's an open format... And if you have questions, you can ask questions. Usually I would never let you ask a question. No kidding. But at Breakout, you can kind of talk about it a little bit. (laughs) And so I want to continue our conversation on guarding your reputation. Everybody say part two. Part Part two. two. Okay. So everybody say guarding. Guarding. Your reputation. Your reputation. Okay. So everybody say character. Character. And reputation. Reputation. Okay. These two things are always closely tied together. Uh, Dwight L. Moody said, and I want you to hear this quote, Nikita. This is a powerful quote. Are you ready? Everybody say ready. It said, if I take care of my character, my reputation will take care of me. Everybody say Did y'all just hear that? If I take care of my character, 
my reputation will take care of me. Benjamin Franklin said, it takes many good deeds to build a good reputation and only one bad one Everybody to lose it. One. Everybody say one. one. How many gods are there? One. Right. And so it takes many good deeds to build a good reputation and only one, one bad one to lose it. And that means that what you do on a daily basis is very important. important. Yes. Everybody say important. I just listened to a podcast today. It was uh, Brother Adam Shaw, and it's called The Restorationist. It's a very good podcast. I highly recommend it. Um, he is not endorsing me or paying me for this plug right now. I just think you should listen to it. He talked about seizing the day. Have you ever tried to think about your entire year at one time? Yes. Is yes. that not the most overwhelming moment in your entire life? Yes. To, yes. to actually think about that and to think about the day in its entirety. Uh, or the, the year in its entirety. But how many know you can take it day at a time? Yes. Right? Yes. And so with your reputation... <laughs> You have to take it one day at a time. Yeah. Every daily decision that you make is important, right? Yes. Right? I mean, I, I'm not trying to be depressing here, but it only takes one day to mess up your reputation. Yep. It only takes one day. It might just be one bad move, one bad decision. So I, I, I want to open things up here. Let me ask you a question. When I say a good reputation or a good name... Who comes to your mind? Who do you think of? Me. And besides yourself. Okay. What do you guys think of of somebody? It doesn't have to be somebody in the church. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a, a celebrity or a politician. Somebody that you admire from afar. Who would you think has a good reputation? I think of pastors. Pastor, okay. Brother Campitella. Brother Campitella, I yeah. I think of my sister. You're so, oh. 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 You're gonna be taken through a draft. We're dismissed. This lesson is over. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I heard Pastor. I heard Brother Campitella. Um, somebody I, that always comes to my mind is uh, Brother Wayne Huntley. Just an incredible man. Yeah. Great reputation. Um, what about in a worldly sense, though? Maybe there's like. Like, for me, one of those would be uh, Ronald Reagan. You know, you, you guys don't remember that. I wasn't even born yet, but he was president in the 80s. And so I think of him as somebody who had a great reputation. Um, but Barack Obama. Okay, Obama. He might have a good reputation. Okay. And so everybody has um, different ideas of what a good reputation is. Why do, you, why do you consider that name when you call that name out? Why did you say Brother Campitella? Because I know him. You know him. <laughs> right, so you don't just see him preach, but you know him on a one-on-one -on -one level. You've seen him behind the scenes. Right, you've seen him behind the scenes. How many knows that character, uh, when you get to know somebody behind the scenes, you see what their character is really like? And so that's a big deal. Um, who would be somebody that you would consider, please, please do not say somebody in the church on this one, okay? This is only worldly figures, okay? <laughs> Who would you consider to have a somebody you respected but now has a terrible reputation? Mm. I'm going to start. Oh, I'm going to start. Every actor in Hollywood. I'm going to start. Bill Cosby. Okay? Bill Cosby, like, broke my heart. Okay? Like, he was like the family man, the family comedian. 
and then all that stuff went down with him. And how many knows his? Fifteen years ago, it would have been a totally it would have been like yay, different thing. Okay, um, one thing that's in the news right now is all this stuff with. Lori Laughlin, you know, Aunt Becky um, from from Full House. Okay, she's like Aunt Becky. She's been fired from all these things because she she bribed an Ivy League college to get her daughter in, and it was like fifty other people. So she's been she's somebody that had a very good reputation, whose reputation has been hurt from that. Right? Uh, who would be somebody that you would think of? Donald Trump, he never had a good reputation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He still doesn't. Trump is not really known for a great reputation. Yeah, that's I not. I'm talking about people with bad reputation. I like, you know what? Right, right. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying that, you know. So I knew we'd get a little political. I knew we'd get a little political here because that's just a part of, of worldly figures. <laughs> but um, everybody say... Money. 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 Okay. Money. Can money buy you a good reputation? No. 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 It's all Trump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, so just let's just take Bill Cosby for example. He's somebody that had a great reputation, and now his reputation is sacrificed at the altar of lack of character. Mm-hmm. Because people discovered that yeah. that he didn't have moral character. Mm-hmm. How many in here want to have moral character, right? I think we all want that. Uh, and so, money cannot buy you a good reputation. Everybody say fame. Fame. You can be as as the most famous person on earth and still have a bad <laughs> reputation. Nikita, what? Did you do? I thought there was somebody at the door. She just like ran into know. the wall. <laughs> Right, but you can... Guard that you, reputation. You, yeah, guard that reputation. <laughs> All right. So everybody say three things. Three things. A good reputation is built on three things. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Loyalty. Loyalty. And dedication. And dedication. If you can learn these three things, I believe that you can have a godly reputation. I believe that that you can be respected not just on earth, but I believe you'll be respected in the kingdom of God. How many want to be respected in the kingdom? All right. So I'm going to say this. I don't want to confuse you, but I really was looking over my notes and I thought of this earlier today. Just because you meant well doesn't mean it's viewed well. Okay. And so that's that might be a quotable moment. Okay, your reputation is not determined by your intentions. Okay, so you could have good intentions and still do something that could mess up your reputation. Reputation is determined by reception and association. Okay, so reception, that's how people receive you. Okay. So that's, that's, yeah, that's how they perceive you. You could say perception or reception. How do they perceive you? How do they receive you? And everybody say association. Association. So if you're like this great guy, but you hang out with the worst guys on the planet, are you going to have a good reputation? No, you won't. No, it's going to affect your reputation because reputation is affected by association. Here's an example. Okay, how many in here know what a swastika is? Okay, does anybody know? Okay, so Nikita, t- can you tell them what a swastika is? 
it's it's what the symbol of the Nazi flag. Okay. So whenever it's seen nowadays, it's associated with Nazism. Okay. So is it like the little yeah, so, sickle, yeah, little it's, thing? Yeah, it's it's sickle. this is a swastika. <laughs> okay, and then it looks like this. It kind of looks like a wheel. Oh, that's if you had a Nazi oh. symbol, okay. I think we would have so, so think of this. Think of this. A swastika is an important lesson to teach about symbols and association. Listen to this. Which is that they have no meaning in themselves, but they are given meaning by a society or a culture. The swastika was first used as a symbol in India and Central Asia. And um, it was used as a symbol of good luck. It was a symbol of good fortune until the 1930s. Uh, Nazi Germany. They took on the swastika. And now, um, when I say the word swastika, now, when I said it, you didn't instantly recognize it, but I guarantee you if you saw it, if you saw the symbol, you would instantly recognize it and this would be a good moment for PowerPoint mm -hmm. but it's the it's the association with that now now you think of racial hatred mm -hmm. when you see a swastika you think of evil you think yeah genocide murder mass murder all of this stuff is what you think of you think of the unspeakable atrocities of the concentration camps our instinctive recoil from the swastika shows us the power of symbols and association. Yeah. Because something that was intended for good, okay, it, in, in 3000 uh, BC or in Central Asia, if you saw that, you'd say, we're going to have good luck today, mm -hmm. right? It's going to be a great day. But then somebody took something that was intended for good, and now it's associated with something evil, okay? Your reputation has a symbol on it, okay? And you have to decide what you're going to associate with. Because when they see, just like that swastika has two meanings, but it doesn't matter what it used to mean because of the negative connotations and associations that it has now, that's exactly what your reputation is like. What, who are you associated with and how are you associated? Uh, you can mean well and it's still perceived well. <coughs> Would you put on a KKK mask and run around town and go, I'm spreading the love of God, no. right? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. No, I guarantee you it ain't going to go down like right. that. <clears throat> You're probably going to get shot out on the street. <laughs> because why? People associate it. With Rachel, with with racial, <laughs> not Rachel, with racial hatred or with bigotry. <laughs> okay, so look at your neighbor and say association matters. Don't associate Rachel with the KKK. Yes, please. And I am not cutting that out. That is staying in the podcast. Okay. So you were designed by a creator that loves you and designed you, and Jesus doesn't want you associated with anything that's not of him because your reputation is important, right? And it's worth guarding. And I promise you there is power of association 
and the reception of symbolism. So uh, we talked about this a little bit on Sunday, but I want to recap it, especially for breakout. And everybody say practical. Practical. Okay, so practical application is something that it may not be spiritual points, but it it just is practical. It makes sense on a day-to-day basis. How many know if you can win the day, you can win the year? Okay, if you can have 365 good days, you had a good year, right? Yes. So you take it one step at a time. It's not possible, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> 100% impossible. Not 100%, like, probably like 95. It's 365% possible. <laughs> okay? So number one would be financial. Everybody say financial. Financial. Uh, and so before we get to spiritual, let's get practical, okay? Practical. You will always struggle financially if you will not build a good reputation, mm-hmm. right? Everybody How many in here has a job? Anybody have a job? We got quite a few. Jo- one, two, three, four, five. Okay. For those listening, we've got what? Maybe 15, 10 people in here, something like that. Relatively small uh, round table discussion here. But we have quite a few jobs here. If you never showed up, at work, how do you think things would go for you? You're fired. I wouldn't get paid. Right? You're not going to get paid. Let's start there. You don't get if you don't show up, you don't get paid. That's pretty important, right? Okay. Uh, so your reputation will be known as unreliable. Right. And guess what? Guess what new jobs like to do? They like to call the last place you worked. Yes, they do. And they like to see how you did there. So when when you have a bad work ethic somewhere, it's going to affect you the next place that you go. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so your reputation matters. Every employment opportunity that God has given me, it came with a promotion eventually. Not because I was so great, but it was because I was... You know, on time, faithful, loyal, dedicated, and I built a reputation. Now, my boss right now would probably tell you I can be five to ten minutes late, but nothing, you know, too serious. They like to get on to me because I'll come in five minutes late with my uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, so it's obvious what made me late. It's because I I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, Uh, and that can happen, but uh, how many here want to make a lot of money one day? Right? Okay. If you, and what's funny is, uh, if you look at the research, and, and this is not discouraging you from getting your education, you should get your education, but most millionaires did not get a college degree. Uh, they, they, they don't. If, you look at, if you look at the background of most millionaires in American society, most of them uh, started their business right out of high school. Uh, and they started working right out of high school. Why, why do you think they got to that point? Because of their work ethic. Okay, yeah, they were dedicated to to their trade and what they wanted to accomplish. Uh, And so if you want to have a good reputation and want to be able to get a job, then then you want to be able to be dedicated, loyal and faithful. Right. Reliable. Um, I was you know, I talked about this a little bit last week, but I've been in job interviews, guys. I've seen the process of of what happens when somebody's looking at a job and they're, they're pulling up indeed.com, they're looking at all the resumes and of course everything is worded just right to fit that exact job, you know, and they've got the resume all figured out. Guess what the first thing your your future employer does? 
They look at your social media. Yes, social media. Before they even read the resume. <laughs> I'm serious. They don't even finish reading it. They stop everything they're doing, and they go look you up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You name it. They'll go look it up. I, I saw a guy just recently. He had the great, the great resume. He had everything, the whole package, everything. And then they went and pulled him up on Facebook, and they were like, mm, no, sir, no. No, I'm not even going to keep reading it. How many wants to guess why he wasn't considered for the job? Because he had profanity in his social media. Right, there was profanity. There was profanity, yeah. You'd be surprised. I, I am not teasing you. There was a guy who, in his profile picture, had drugs in his profile picture. And then you wonder, it's like, it's My like. My favorite is the wads of cash. The wads of cash. <laughs> they like it, their profile picture, they've got like in 11 rings and they only have 10 fingers. <laughs> and they're, they're holding this wad of cash. It's like, how? And they're like with this. The, with the caption, playa. Yeah. It, hashtag playa ain't getting you a job. Right. I'm sorry. Let's just get practical here. You need to hashtag, you need to hashtag paycheck. Right. And you need to start thinking about how you're going to pay for that. How did you even get that car? Like, how are you even driving that car? And, I mean, you have to wonder here. I mean, we're just being practical, right? Can we be real for just a second? I'm going to tell you, in modern society, the number one reputation killer is social media. I'm telling you, more people's reputation is destroyed on social media than we could ever have imagined in the 80s or the 90s. Goodness, even the even in the early 2000s, stuff like this wasn't going on. We live in a very unique culture. Uh, and so, guys, as your youth pastor, I'm telling you, the way you conduct yourself on social media matters. I'm not, I, it, it matters spiritually, but it matters practically. You want to get that job. You want to get that promotion. You want to have those opportunities. Don't let great opportunities be taken away from you because of a, of an Instagram post. Is it worth it? Right. I mean, it's just not worth it. So, number two, everybody say dating. 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 Oh, the room just got tight. Okay. <laughs> Anytime we talk about dating... It's going to get a little bit tight because, we, you know, we all want to get married one day, and, and that's all good. That's all. That's the way it should be, okay? But your reputation will decide who you date. Okay, if you have, if you have a horrible reputation, young man, if I, I just, we're going to talk about the ladies, but listen, 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 young, young men, young men, you're, let's start with you. If, if you're, a, if you're, if you're known for hashtag playa, okay, then that's going to be what you're known for. And guess who you're going to detour? You're going to deter the holiness, godly woman that you should be dating. Okay? She's not going to pay attention to you anymore. Why? Because of your rep. Your rep. <laughs> yeah. Keep on swiping because they ain't holy. Okay? 
And this is something you need to consider. We all know that one guy at camp that went on seven dates in four days, right? We, we all know that person. You don't want to be that person, okay? And, uh, you know, if you're, known for being, if you're known for being flirtatious, that girl is never going to feel special when you compliment her, okay? If, if you're known, men need to be careful with, with when they walk around and they tell every girl, girl, you're beautiful. Yes. Girl, listen, when you find the right one, she's not going to believe you. Okay, when you find the right one, she's not going to believe you. Yeah. You've been telling everyone they're beautiful. Yeah. You, it's like it's like there's a there's a cloud that forms around teenagers' brains. Okay? And and they think that nobody sees their social media posts. It's like, it's like something forms around them and they think, oh, this is my own little bubble. No, it's not. Guess what? Everyone can see it. And everyone is seeing it. And everyone is commenting on it and not always in your comments. Sometimes behind your back they're talking about it. Right. They're sending SMS messages to each other. <laughs> did, I, did I just date myself? Okay. <laughs> So, girls, if if you want a boy that loves God, he's and he's not looking for a girl who who has a, a loose reputation. That's not that's not what a godly man is looking for. Your reputation is worth more than money can buy. It said it said that it's worth more than silver and gold. Right? We read that right at the beginning. Your reputation is important. And a good reputation might just help you find your soulmate because the person that you should be looking for should be in the altar, not in the back of the church. I'm going to preach it one more time. Young men, young ladies, they need to be in the altar. <laughs> they need to be they need to be in the altar yeah yeah if if you want to marry them in the altar then you should meet them in the altar Ooh, man. i'm telling you something i'm preaching i don't know if it's the mic can you hear me right now because that was good did you hear that podcast, Land? That was power. I'm telling you what, camps that. around the corner, they're going to make this national. Anyways, everybody say number three. Number three. Number three is not as practical, it's more spiritual. Can you say ministry? Ministry. Okay. Your ministry. Okay. Every single person in this room is called to a ministry. Okay. You're called to do something for God. You might be a preacher, you might be a teacher, you might be a Sunday school teacher, uh, you, you might be, listen, you might be the best Bible study teacher that ever lived. We're all called to do that, right? We're all called to reach a lost world. And there is so much talent and anointing in this room right now. And I know at this age, you might not can see that in yourself, but I see it in you. There are doctors in this room, there's lawyers in this room, Okay. Uh, and I know, I know that you might hate politicians, but there might be godly politicians sitting in this room right now. Okay, we need some good godly politicians. Amen. Right? Amen. We need some good godly politicians, and they're sitting in this room right now. There might be an astronaut in this room right now. 
<laughs> Brother John might be an astronaut. We don't really know. Okay. Um, but if you want to have a ministry, and, and this is the point I really wanted to hit on tonight. If you want to have a ministry, if the standard's right here, you want to be above it. You always want to set yourself to the stand. Ministry, more is expected from ministry. Okay? Um, and, you know, you can use me as an example. I'll put myself in the light. Okay? There might be some things, uh, and I have found this in my life to be true. There might be some things that you say that if you heard me say, you'd be offended by. But you say it. There might be some verbiage and things that you speak that don't offend you when you speak it. But if you heard pastors speak it, it would really throw you off. Why? Because in your mind, you've set them to a higher standard. Why? Why do you think that is? Because of their reputation. Their reputation? Their the call, title. Their, their title? Authority. They're called of God. We expect, we expect more from them, right? And so you need to expect more from yourself. You need to set your standard higher. Mm -hmm. if, if you want to be uh, used in ministry, you need to expect more from you. Mm -hmm. And when you expect more from you, that's when you'll start being used by God. There are some things, uh, there are some standards in my life that I have set that are not black and white in, in the Hebrew text Okay, there are some standards that I've set in my life because I've set my standard right here. Okay, it, it doesn't say verbatim in the Bible, thou shalt not watch R-rated movies. Okay, it's implied throughout all scripture that what you need to look at is holy and what you put in front of your eyes is holy. Mm -hmm. But trust me, the world's going to use every excuse they can to right. tell you it's not in the Bible, so it's fine. But I've set a standard in my home that... No R-rated movies are coming into my house, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so that's a standard that I have set. Why? I expect more from me. How can I get up in front of you every Sunday morning and tell you, you need to watch, you need to be careful what you watch? How can I do that? And then go home and, and watch that. What would that make me? Hypocrite. A hypocrite. It's true. That would make me a hypocrite because I'm telling you to do something, to not do something that I do. And I, if I instruct you not to do something, you can trust that not only have I set that standard in my life, but I've probably lifted it a little bit to protect me. And so if you want to have a ministry, and guys, that's going to apply to your marriage one day. I'm telling you, you need to apply that to your marriage and say, these are standards I'm going to set in my life, okay? And so Ecclesiastes 7 and 1, I think Michaela was the one who read it, but I'm going to read it again. It says, a good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death than the day of one's birth. This is a powerful verse. Who, who wants to try and translate it? What do you think it means? The day of death more than the day of one's birth. What do you think the writer's trying to say? When you die, you leave behind something. Um, you don't really bring a lot into the world but yourself. Um, when you die, there's... Um, people have something to say about you. There's always something that people are going to say about right. you. It's true. Mm -hmm. And so it'll either be good or it'll either be bad. So it's important what you leave when you die. 
Right. If right. Naya was here, she oh. would say it's There's in the a dash. dash. There's it's in the dash. <laughs> it's in the dash. But in other words, the writer of Ecclesiastes was telling you you might have been born into a bad reputation per se. You might have been born into a bad home situation and you feel like your reputation is going to be scarred by that, but the Bible is telling you that the way you were born does not determine your <coughs> reputation. The way that you go out is what's going to be important. Yeah. Your, your parents do not determine your reputation. You determine your reputation. Sure. You're the only you that will ever be, and only you have the power to control your destiny. I'm closing with this. Henry Ford said, you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. You can't. You, you build your reputation off what you're doing right now. And so instead of saying, don't sweat the small stuff, sweat the small stuff. Every day, 365 days, say, I'm going to think about the little stuff. Why? Because what I'm guarding is important. Let's pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this youth group. I pray that you would help us, help us to guard our reputation, help us to walk in your will. God, I know that you've given us the power through your word and through your spirit. I pray that you would restore, Lord. Maybe some people uh, here in this room feel like, Lord, I've, I've made mistakes. God, I know that you can restore the reputation in full and that they can walk forward in victory. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for being a guest on the Noteworthy Podcast. I love each and every one of you. Brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. You're by, uh, and we are out. Great value purified drink of water. And cut. <laughs>